Hello everyone, welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your one and only host, Monica, and today we are going to be talking about the show Good Omens. Good Omens is a British supernatural miniseries, and I watched it on Amazon Prime. It originally came out last year in May, but it also aired on BBC in the UK earlier this year in January and in February. And it is a very funny show. It is a supernatural miniseries based off the same novel written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. And it was turned into a six episode series written and created by Neil Gaiman, who also served as a showrunner. The show follows two characters, Crowley and Aziraphale. Aziraphale is played by Michael Sheen. If you don't know who Michael Sheen is, he was in Romeo and Juliet and Don't Fool With Love. And David Tennant, he plays Crowley. And David Tennant is most famously known for his role as the Doctor on Doctor Who, as the 10th Doctor specifically. And he is also well known for his uh, portrayal as Oh gosh, what's this guy's name? Alex Hardy on um, Broadchurch. So it's one of my favorite shows I recently seen. I recently rewatched it for this uh, podcast and season one is on Amazon Prime right now. There has been talks of a season two, but Neil Gaiman has expressed how he only wants there to be one season. And I think it's a good idea because a lot of times people create shows and they want to continue on, but sometimes one season of a show is good enough. You know, you don't have to continue on the story when it's been wrapped up so nicely. So today I want to talk about Good Omens and how great it is. But if this is your first time listening to this podcast, hi, my name is Monica. This is my podcast where I talk about TV shows and movies that I really like. And the reason why I have this podcast is just for fun. You know, I like to talk about TV shows and movies that I really like. Mondays are just like kind of review. And I'm not someone who's good at reviewing shows. I'm not someone who's like really like wordy or like I don't have like a large vocabulary when it comes to show. I shows. I just kind of talk and ramble and tell you my thoughts and my feelings and what I think and I tell you a little bit about the show and kind of go over the place and if you enjoy something like this just like a loose kind of ramble on then feel free to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening to this and on Wednesdays are more days where we talk about multiple movies and TV shows that I really like like we talk about TV shows that ended too early or movies that I love that other people hate. You know, something just a little more loose and fun and less constructed. And honestly, this podcast isn't very constructed. If you're looking for a podcast that like reviews TV shows in a more orderly fashion, like in the way of The Atlantic or The New York Times or Variety, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. So let's get into it. Good Omens. Good Omens is a really great show. I sincerely love it. I love TV shows that kind of take like parts of uh, Christianity and just like make it funny like turn it into jokes because I'm a Christian and I love watching shows that take parts of Christianity like Supernatural and the Apocalypse and then there's a show Lucifer and others good omens and there was this um, campaign there was like 20,000 Christians, I think, who signed a petition urging Netflix to cancel Good Omens, even though it's on Amazon Prime. So they sent the letter to the wrong peep, the wrong company. But Good Omens isn't a show that kind of like promotes Satanism. It's just a show that like talks about like humanity. And 
I love the show mainly for the actors in the show. Like I was obviously very excited to watch the show because I love David Tennant and I love Doctor Who, but Michael Sheen as Aziraphale is really good. And the show is set in 2008. It follows Demon Crowley played by David Tennant and the Angel Aziraphale played by Michael Sheen. And they, Michael, Aziraphale was an angel watching over Adam and Eve in the garden and Crowley was a snake in the garden so obviously he tempted Adam and Eve and then Aziraphale gave him gave them his flaming sword and then they became friends after that and they kept like watching over humanity reporting back to their head offices and eventually they just like had this budding friendship and they have been friends up until the end of the world and the end of the world starts with a baby you know so the first episode, Crowley gets a baby in a basket and he is meant to deliver this baby to an American diplomat so that Armageddon can begin. And Armageddon will happen when the boy is 11. And of course, Crowley and Aziraphale don't want Armageddon to happen because they've become really good friends, you know. They've gotten to know each other really well and they're kind of like this odd couple. And they don't want the world to end so they devised a scheme of sorts to try and keep the boy from becoming the Antichrist in a way. And the show is very funny and lighthearted. It does, um, it has narration by Frances McDormand, who if you don't know who she is, she was in the movie Three Billboards over Ebbing, Missouri. And she's amazing and she's the voiceover and she's supposed to serve as God. and. The show is very funny, lighthearted, a great little watch to have. And I remember the first time watching this, I was very excited and exhilarated by the show, by the graphics and by the writing and the material of the show. And second time watching this, I kind of remember everything that happened and it was a relaxing and fun watch. Like so many parts of the show are really great, but obviously the cherry on top of this beautiful Sunday of a show is Michael, is Michael, I was gonna say Michael Tennant, it's Michael Sheen and David Tennant's portrayals as Aziraphale and Crowley because Aziraphale, he is an angel meant to just be watching over the earth and making sure everything's good and winning souls for the Lord. And he becomes kind of an aristocrat. He likes to dance. He's kind of obsessed with eating, which sometimes plays into like, is like you know casual fat phobia which is a little bit uncomfortable but Xerophel is like very sweet and he's a bit stoic at times but he's very gullible and kind and Crowley is someone who is fashionable and trendy and he is causing up trouble but a lot of times he doesn't take the credit for it when it's simply just humanity at work sometimes people are just bad and oftentimes we look to things that happen in the world and you think it's heaven or hell. Well, most tragedies just happen because of human nature, because people are just people and people do bad things or they do good things. They act out of fear or they act out of passion. And sometimes the result of all of those things isn't up to, you know, other occult forces at work, but just people and the actions and their actions having consequences. And that's one thing about the show that really hammers home is that Sometimes, like, 
you think things are in control when it's really not. And honestly, I don't take the show too seriously because it's a comedic show. It's fiction. It's not meant to be real. It's just something to watch and to not get all up in a tizzy over. And I really do love this show. The one thing I do love a lot is the Antichrist, if you will. The Antichrist is Adam Young. He is meant to go with the American diplomat when um, the... I believe her name is Harriet, like, in the first episode of the show, there is this order of satanic nuns, and they are meant to deliver the baby of the wife of the American diplomat and switch out the baby for the Antichrist so that he may start the, he may start Armageddon 11 years from then. But another couple goes to the nunnery as well because another couple is having a baby at the same time as the American diplomat's wife. So the American diplomat, the American diplomat's, sorry, the American diplomat's wife has the baby and so does the normal couple. But the normal couple gets the Antichrist and um, the American diplomat gets the normal couple's baby and then the American, and the American diplomat's child is just like, sent off to an adoption agency. We don't know We don't know what happens to that baby, we don't care about the baby. All we know is that the Antichrist is with the normal couple now instead of with the American diplomat. So now the normal couple has the baby, right? It's a switcheroo, it's something gone wrong. And so Crowley and Aziraphale think that the American diplomat family has the Antichrist. So they try to become like godfathers, like Crowley becomes the nanny and Aziraphale becomes the gardener and they try to influence the kid to be normal. You know, Crowley tells the kid to be bad and to hate everything and Aziraphale teaches him to be kind to everyone. And then when it's his 11th birthday, he's supposed to get a dog and the dog's supposed to be a hellhound. And when he names the hellhound, that starts Armageddon. But the kid doesn't get the dog, okay? The person who does get the dog is Adam Young. Adam Young is the kid with the normal family and they live in Tadfield in Oxshire. Oxford? Oxfordshire, I think it's called. And he has a he gets a dog. The dog just randomly appears in the woods when he's playing with his friends. And he names the dog Dog. Which I think is kind of funny and hilarious and such a kid thing to do. And since he names his dog, uh, Armageddon has happened. And as a result, um, Armageddon happens. Some weird things happen in the show. Like Adam meets a young woman. Her name is Athema Device. And Athema Device is a witch. She calls herself an occultist, but she's a witch. And she is the descendant of Agnes Nutter. Agnes Nutter is a witch who wrote a book of prophecies that are all nice and accurate and true. And the book, Good Omens, is based on a book written by um, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. And in the book that they wrote, the book is called uh, Good Omens, The Nice and Accurate Prophecies of Agnes Nutter, which, so they tie in the actual book into the show, which I think is really funny and awesome. Also, I did not read the book in preparation for this podcast because who has the time? Am I right? But anyways, I... Athema, Anathema? Athema, I'm sorry, I forgot her name for a second. She has been reading these prophecies her whole life, you know, because Agnes Snyder 
predicted basically everything that happened in the world. And so Athema knows when the apocalypse is going to happen, when Armageddon is going to happen. And so Adam Young runs into her, but she doesn't even know that he's the Antichrist because he's an 11 year old boy. So who's going to suspect this kid? And she gives him some magazines to read. And these magazines say that like, uh, there's a Kraken in the sea and that Atlantis is real and that nuclear reactors are bad. And the next thing we know, uh, the Kraken are, are like rises from the sea in Japan and takes down whaling ships and Atlantis is discovered by a cruise line. And all these things start happening all around the world simply because Adam knows Adam can warp reality and change reality, but he's not aware of it when he does it. And that's the power that he has as the Antichrist. But near the end of the series, we also see that he doesn't really want to be the Antichrist. He's just a kid. He's going through puberty. He's going through changes in his life. And he doesn't want to rule the world. He wants to play around with his friends and his dog. So he decides that, guess what? I don't want to be the Antichrist anymore. I'm not the son of Satan. I am the son of Arthur Young of Oxfordshire, Tadfield, London. And he basically just renounces being the Antichrist. And he tries to stop Armageddon with the help of his friends. And the show in of itself has very high stakes you know we're trying to start, we're trying to stop armageddon and armageddon is caused by a child so how do you stop armageddon when the child is into play do you kill the child and there are a lot of stakes to the show it's very funny it's silly it's loose it's well written it's amazing but as you watch the show kind of near the end it kind of just like slumps into the finale it does like get hyped up near the end of the series once again because Armageddon has ended. And the thing is, is that like Crowley and Aziraphale, they think that they need to stop Armageddon, right? But the thing is, is that heaven and hell don't want to stop Armageddon. They want Armageddon to happen because it's meant to happen. It's part of the great divine plan. You know, heaven and hell are supposed to duke it out to see who is better. And they're meant to fight. The war has to be won by one side. And in order for a war to be won, there must be a war. And the war is caused by Armageddon. But since Armageddon has been stopped, what is the purpose? What are they going to do now? How are they supposed to know who is the best? And Aziraphale is going about it all his time on Earth to stop Armageddon, to keep it from happening so that the world could stay the way it was, but also so that he can keep living in this world that he has come out, become acclimated to. He likes living on Earth. He likes wearing nice clothes and eating a lot of food. And he doesn't want the world to end, but he doesn't realize, he doesn't see that the angels don't care about Earth. The angels don't really care about humanity. They want their war. They want to know that they are the best and they can only know that they are the best by winning the war against hell, even if that causes all humanity to end. And Crowley cares, but he more cares about Aziraphale. And the one thing I do love about this show is that Aziraphale and Crowley are just like, like they're kind of like an old married couple they're not even friends like the time they spend together and how they know each other so well and like just like the conversations they have with one another it's not 
friendly it's not heterosexual you know what i mean and it's never really hinted at or pushed in any way it's just kind of like there and you make your own assumptions about it and it's a very sweet show and their relationship with each other is hilarious and also david Tennant and, and michael sheed are such good friends so the pair acting together on screen and off screen translate in such a beautiful way and i really do love the show and i enjoy it so much now I do want to talk about some of the other characters in the show. Uh, for one thing, John Hamm is in the show. He plays the Arch Ga Archangel Gabriel and he's less of an Archangel and more of like a micromanager because he keeps popping in on Aziraphale. Just like check it in, see how things are going. Mainly towards the end, like Aziraphale and Crowley have been on Earth since its creation, just hanging out with one another. and. All the time they've been on earth they're supposed to be like doing things to win points for their side or whatever and they keep reporting back to head offices but oftentimes they just don't do anything oftentimes one person will do oftentimes there's like Crowley's doing something bad so Xerophile has to stop him but then Crowley has the idea of what if someone does the bad thing in the miracle and the other person just kind of like goes off and does their own thing and we both lie to head offices and they don't check up on us and they continue to do that for like years like thousands and thousands of years and head office never checks back on them or checks in on what they're doing and they just go about living their happy little lives because they've grown to love earth and just live the life that they have now let's see what else um there is jack whitehall who plays the character what's the character's name newton pulsifer and he is a direct descendant of the witch hunter thou shall not commit adultery pulsifer the witch oh not witch hunter witch finder who burned agnes nutter at the stake and he starts dating Agnes Nutter's direct descendant which is like very cute in like the way that it is and um yeah honestly the show is really amazing but I feel like the show really does undervalue the other characters because Crowley and Aziraphale have amazing character arcs and they are fully fledged people within this show and the dynamic that they have with one another really does is really something that's beautiful to watch on screen and does like uh, lighten up the whole show but the rest of the characters aren't as developed as they are so it kind of like they just kind of struggle with the writing in of itself and sometimes the characters kind of clash and combine with one another and there are times where you see certain characters interact with another in the scene and you're like oh my gosh you know like you point things out and you see it but it's not until the end that it all kind of comes together when it all comes together it's not as satisfying as you hope it would be but it's still a good show nonetheless you know that does happen in tv shows where um the lead characters are the more fleshed out um, devices within the narrative of the show and then the other characters are just like kind of there filling the space you know saving time like being the uh, subplots of the series to keep everything going keep everything flowing and then like move things along you know not to say that that's a detriment to the show it kind of is a detriment to the show but there it it it, it like it makes sense 
you know. Also, I love the fact that Crowley has this amazing car that he drives around in, and he constantly listens to Queen. I love that he is such a huge fan of Queen. It is hilarious and honestly incredibly interesting. So, the show is very silly in its jokes. And I do love just how lighthearted the show is and how much fun it has. But I do think that there are um, parts of the show that could be improved upon because uh, referring back to the minor characters and how they all fit into the plot of the show, I just feel like when you have all these different parts to something like this and it's all pieced together in the bigger picture, you kind of want the ending to feel like it has a bit more payoff rather than feel like oh well yeah that's it like that's how it works out and really though I like the show I think it's really funny and really great but I feel like a lot of times the show didn't really put a lot of, I don't feel like there's enough effort put into a lot of the characters like for Adam Young who is meant to be the literal son of Satan and the Antichrist I feel like there should have been more to Adam because he's we just see him as a kid we just see him as a young bright-eyed kid who just wants to play with his friends and have a good time and suddenly he's coming into these powers and he can do these things and he can shift reality and he can make things that didn't exist exist the very next day the power that he holds within his words and within his mind is something that can be beholden and something to be awed at but he's like it just feels like some kid's imagination gone wild and like the power of imagination and things like that I feel like there could have been more to him because he literally sits at the center of the series the show revolves around him the show is kind of about him because he's the one bringing about Armageddon he is the Antichrist they spend a good amount of the show looking for this kid because they misplaced him and they're trying to find out where he is and what to do when they find him but I feel like the show didn't put enough stock into him as a kid like he hangs out with his friends and he has a dog now but like there has to be more to him like his motivations and everything i understand that he's like 11 he's a child and he's sim he's simply like about to go through puberty and he's gonna experience life he doesn't really understand a lot of things about the world and i feel like a, his i feel like his powers should have been something that he should have been a little bit more aware of a little bit more attuned to because Newton Pulsiver, right? He's introduced to the show as a wages clerk and he's very bad with the computers despite the fact that he's a computer engineer. And so he loses a new job he got like 30 seconds into the job. He loses it because the second he touches a computer, all the computers crash and die. And so he sees a man standing in the corner of the street with a sign talking about finding witches and Newton is incredibly interested in what this man has to say so he decides to join the witch finder army which is a little bit more dissolved now in the modern age and he starts looking through this old man's newspaper clippings to try and see kind of signs for witches and then he sees that in this small town in Tadfield there was always perfect weather for that time of year and I feel like as a kid or even as an adult if you were to notice that in the town that you live in, there's always a white Christmas, there's never a thunderstorm in the summer, and there's always cool, crisp, long August. 
that maybe you would notice that something strange is going on. And even if Adam wasn't aware of his powers, it shows that Adam had such strong power even when he was a child that coming into his power would kind of shift things and really change things for him. I think that we kind of see that he is aware of how smart he is with his friends because he's kind of the leader of the group and they basically just follow him around and he they do what he says and that goes to his head when he does fully come into his power later in the series but I feel like there should be more to this kid and you know I like to know more I feel like there should have been this sh he should have had like a deeper meaning like there should have been more grasp to who he is and I would have liked to knowing more about his friends and who they are and what they believe i like the introduction to them and i found them charming i found them really interesting and hilarious but i feel like you know i feel like there should have been more there should have been more built up also to anathema because anthema anthema i'm sorry i i'm saying her name wrong that's my bad i'm just gonna call her by her actress name adria yeah adria so Adria, she is the descendant of Agnes Nutter. And the fact that Agnes Nutter could write an entire book of prophecies, all true, all accurate, and all these prophecies brought wealth and good fortune to her remaining descendants, all of them. And the fact that Adria was able to like memorize these since she was a child and learn them and live by them, I feel like there should be more to her. I feel like she should be like just smarter, a bit more cunning, just like, I don't know, something else. Cause she, I felt like she was just there, you know, she's, she's just there to tell the prophecies and she's there to have the book. And then she gets hit, unfortunately, by Crowley's car. And then she leaves her book in Crowley's car and Michael Azriel, Azrafiel, Aziraphale, Aziraphale, wow. What are words? Sorry. Aziraphale takes the book out of Crowley's car without Crowley noticing because Aziraphale, by the way, owns a really cool bookshop and he reads the prophecies and it kind of felt redundant for her to have a book when she memorized the prophecies and she has like a little tin with all the prophecies written down so why would she need the book as well when she already knows what's going to happen in the book and it's very plain to see that she knows everything that's going to happen so i feel like she should have been a bigger part of the plot rather than just like there for diversity's sake because she's also played by a latina actress but she there isn't more to her or her character and she, it just feels like she's just kind of there you know i feel like there should be more and also with the four horsemen because the four horsemen come into play obviously because of the apocalypse there's war there's famine there's pollution because pestilence retired and then there's death and they're just kind of there just to be like scary and to signify that the apocalypse is happening and they're meant to like induce terror into you and all that stuff but like there's nothing more to them i mean they are kind of legendary and very cool and interesting and like how they move throughout the world in their perspective bodies is awesome but i feel like there should have been a bit more depth to the fact that the four horsemen are coming into play in the apocalypse and maybe they should have a bit more like gusto to them you know a bit more gumption if you will you know but that's just my opinion all in all i love the show i think it's very funny the storytelling of the show is 
amazing. There is so much that happens within the show in just the 57 minutes of it. And it's beautifully done, of course, with like the cinematography, if you will. Sorry, I don't know words. All in all, it's an amazing show. I really loved it. I also love the fact that like the actress who played Rita Skeeter in Harry Potter plays Madame Tracy, which is, which was very strange to watch because I kept imagining her with like, you know, the Rita Skeeter wig and then like the pen, but it's such a good show and please check it out anytime you guys have a chance to do so. It's amazing. It's something that I really enjoyed. Also, I noticed that, um, who was it? Nick Offerman played the U.S. ambassador and also the father to like the kid who they thought was going to be the Antichrist and he wasn't the Antichrist and I thought that was cool because of course I love Nick Offerman and I love I love I love Parks and Rec. Nick Offerman is just like he means the world to me honestly he's so funny and yeah I don't know if there's anything else to say about the show really I highly I, I highly suggest that you watch it. I couldn't recommend it enough. It is a really good show besides all of its faults because, you know, not every show is perfect and sometimes there are, um, there you know, there are downside. Sometimes, you know, like, I feel like the show spent so much time hyping up the two bigger actors of the show, Michael Sheen and David Tennant, that they neglected the rest of the characters and really, like, giving them substance so that they could add more to the show and if you enjoy two actors who are incredibly talented battling at the wits of each other and having snappy remarks to one another and hilarious jokes that are just kind of heartwarming and I love how like Crowley's a soft-hearted demon who realizes that he's not like other demons at all he's not that evil and he's not that bad he's actually kind of a nice guy and Aziraphale realizes that maybe he's not on the good side of things but that's okay because he's on his side and being an angel doesn't mean that you're better than people but like you still have a lot to learn and they're still good and everything that's something I really do like about the show you know in the beginning um, Aziraphale and Crowley are conspiring against each other and fighting against each other but eventually they come together and they work together and it makes me happy. It's a really awesome fantasy show and it's very sweet natured and a bit absurd but really fun all like all together it's a great time. So if that is something that you're interested in watching and taking part in and investing some time in definitely watch Good Omens on Amazon Prime. It is amazing six episodes 50 it's like an hour at least each but honestly the hour flies by really quickly and it's a really good show i definitely recommend that you watch it so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of i've been me to watch that if you have any suggestions on tv shows or movies that you would like me to review please email them at i've been meaning to the number two at gmail.com if you like this episode, if you like the show, please feel free to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, let me know what you think, and that's about it. Thank you again for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay blessed.